Well, it's that time of the year, amen? It's that time of the year for finals. How many of you know what finals are? Either you've gone through your finals already or you're going to take your finals, amen? For students, either you've gone through them or you're going to take them. For us, we are in our midterm final, amen? Halfway through the season. And we're taking finals. We're taking a test. Life is a test. Amen? Amen? And this test that, that we're taking in life, it's not graded A, B, or C. It's either right answer or wrong answer. You did what's right or you're doing what's wrong. Amen? Because back in the day, I don't know about you, but back in the day, because I'm older than a lot of you, but back in the day when you didn't do what's right, it was called wrong. Amen? It wasn't called, well, he's just trying to figure it out. Or whatever, whatever fits. Amen? Any, any older people here? When you didn't do what's right, it was called wrong. Amen? If you didn't pass, you failed. It wasn't like, well, you, you know, it, almost. If you, guess what? I'll give you an example. If you almost make it to heaven, where do you end up? And it's not that difficult. But we live in a society today where what is right and what is wrong. Woe to you who call good evil and evil good. And in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. People will think more of themselves than what is right. Their opinion matters more than anything. Turn your Bibles to Genesis real quick. Someone say, we're going to be graded. It's either pass or it's either fail. It's either right answer or wrong answer. And we're going to be graded almost just like we're graded in school. Someone say work, attendance, attitude, effort. Because you can get an A in work and have a bad attitude. Hello? I know people who got an A for work, an O for effort, and a U for citizenship. It doesn't matter. We have to be well-rounded, amen? We have to be right in principle and right in spirit. Oh, please, please, come on. Come on, let's, let's figure this out together. Amen? Because if David, King David was going to be uh, graded, he would get an A as king, an A as a warrior, an A as a leader, but maybe an S minus as a father. And it didn't matter how anointed he was and how powerful he was or even how many songs he wrote because when it all came down to it, he may be written in the Bible, but what did his, what did his own family members think about him? And as men and women, we are going to be graded as a father, as a worker, as a husband, as a son, as a brother, as a friend, 
Someone say finals. And the finals, listen, there's finals taking place in basketball. And only one, one team is going to be the championship. One team is going to be the champion. The, the, guess what? We went to the fun, but you lost. I don't know about you, but I want to win. I want victory in life. I want victory in life. I don't want religion. Because religion and law makes us feel uncomfortable and like we have to and we strain. It's like constipation. Come on, somebody. My wife just gave me a dirty look, but I'm going to be honest. It really is. It's like, my God, you know, I'm scared to do this and I'm scared to do that. I want to live. I want victory. I want to prosper. I want to be blessed. I want to pass down something to the next generation. Amen. I just don't want, I don't want to just, you know, I don't want to be like Solomon, who was, you know, who was David's son, who was the richest man ever that ever will be. And yet when he died, he had nothing to give to his sons because even though he had all the money in the world, guess what? He did not give him what his father gave him. You know why? Because David, even though he messed up as a father in the beginning, learned his lesson. He passed the test in the end. Because guess what? It's either pass or fail. It's not like what we do nowadays. If a, if a teacher doesn't really want a student again, guess what? He'll pass them. Not all teachers, because some teachers, you know, some teachers don't care, and some te- teachers care a lot. I was telling Jennifer the other day, I had one English teacher that was so strict and so, like, on me. And I'm like, man, God, this guy... Get off me. Leave me alone. Why don't you be like my other teachers who don't harass me, don't give me homework, and don't. Come on, somebody. And guess what? I remember him. I don't remember the other ones because he cared. He cared about his students. But let me tell you something. We have a father who cares about you more. That's not the scripture, but Genesis chapter 4. Someone say, thank God for Bibles. And you heard me say this story over and over again. Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam knew Eve. And she conceived and bore Cain. And said, I have inquired a man from the Lord. And then she bore again. And this time... His brother, Abel. Now, Abel was the keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And when it came to the process of time, had come, come to pass, Cain brought an offering of fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel brought his firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord, someone say the Lord, Accepted Abel. He accepted Abel's offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. Someone say Cain became very angry. In the process of time, when it came down to deliver the test, someone say the test, the finals came. Abel who studied God, who knew God, 
Hello? Who knew God, who studied God, who loved God, who worshiped God, brought him the best of his heart. Come on. Of his attitude, of his effort. Made an effort. Come on, somebody. He made a good effort. He, he brought what what's, was in his heart. Amen? Come on, I, I want to drive some points home today. He, he brought what's what's best. He he brought his he he was he took long thought and process. Come on, thought and process. He he considered God's feelings or considered God's emotion or considered who God was and said, you know what? I think God would like the best. And then you have Cain who did not consider what God wanted. We're all going to be tested and seeing what God wanted. And so Cain, knowing that it took a blood sacrifice to please God, but yet he was a tiller of the ground, but yet he still had some sheep because obviously he had to eat, and he brought God rotten fruit, compost, leftovers. The test, hello, a test will always come your way. What are you bringing to your wife? You're bringing her flowers or rotten fruit? What are you bringing to your children? You're bringing them the best or you're just saying, hey, this is what you get. What are you bringing to God this morning? Are you, did you come here, listen, did you come here with an attitude, I want to give God my best, or you know what, just as this is what I do on Sunday, here you go, God, here, here you go, you, you should be happy with that. How many of you ever got a, received a present from somebody, and you were ecstatic because that's what you wanted? Anybody raise your hand? If you, not most of you, poor guys. How many of you have ever received something and you're like, I don't deserve this. This is awesome. Anybody? Sad people. Sad, sad, sad. No? Anybody? And you were blown out of, my goodness, I don't deserve this. This is awesome. And maybe even a tiny tear came down. A tiny one. How many of you ever received something from somebody that supposedly loves you? And don't, don't point fingers and elbow and, and you opened it up and you're like, uh-huh, thanks. Especially women. I, yeah, thank you for the drill gun <laughs> that you've been looking at in the catalog for like a while. Thank that's my Mother's Day gift. Perfect. I appreciate it. You must have thought hard and well what I wanted. Because there's times where, where kids would make something for Father's Day or for, their, for, their, for my birthday, and they would make it, and I would open it, and, or, or they'd buy some stuff from the little store we used to have on Christmas. And I would open it, and I promise you I'd be broken. I would break. I'm like, I can't believe they thought of me, you know, like they, they appreciate me, and my goodness, it, 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 it means a lot. But how much more when we give God our best means to him? And the Bible says, in, you know, 
he failed the test. And, and, and guess what? You can be angry. Someone say, sometimes I get angry. How many people get angry once in a while? Most of you? Some people don't get angry at all? My God. You're awesome. You got the gift. I want to see this section here. Raise your hand if you've ever gotten angry. Some of you should have raised two hands. How many pouted? Anybody in this section, you ever got angry and just pouted and just say, you know what, I'm going to show them. Anybody? Okay. Honest people. Honest, honest. What about this section here? Have you ever been oh. <laughs> angry to a point where we're saying, well, I'll show them. Anybody here? And this last section, I'm just to say, were you angry that, you know what, it changed your whole attitude in your whole home? Okay. okay, we're on to something. Let me tell you something. No matter how angry you are, you're still going to take the test. I don't care how angry, you're going to go back and clean your room. I don't care how angry, you're going to remember where you fall and start over again. It's interesting because, you know, my, my daughter, she, she's very, very talented and she's smart, and she, she has those things. And, you know, the day I was helping her with her homework, and, you know, I don't, you know, like, I don't write good. But I know she can write better. And then she was just speeding through it, and she wrote her last name. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I got an eraser and started erasing it and said, you're going to do it again. And she got all mad at me. And she just had a little attitude. And I looked at her like, I don't care how you're going to act and how you're going to write this over. Because you know better. Come on, somebody. You know better. The Bible says in Proverbs, chapter right here, real quick, there is a way that seems right to man, but it ends in what? I don't care what you think about your way. And I don't care how you feel about your opinion. And I don't really care if you don't like what I have to say. But you're going to take the test over. You're, I, I will erase it. And you can start over. Hello, I'll erase your sin with my blood. I paid for my sin with your blood. Listen, you're going to go back and take the test because you need your license. It's going to benefit you. Hey, I'm God already. I don't need anything. But it's going to benefit you. You see, it's pass or fail. He says this. Cain, if you do right, hello, if you do right or if you do well, if you do it right, will you not be accepted? Will you not prosper? Will you not be accepted? Maybe part of the problem is that you're not paying attention. Maybe you don't really want the answers. You remember that video I showed you? about George Washington being the first president, right? Who was the first president? Are you sure? Are you willing to bet your life on them? Like, he's like, oh, oh. What does the, hey, what does the crowd say? And everybody says somebody else. And he's thinking, oh, wait a second. What did the history teacher say? And some, he, he said something else. But when it came down to it, deep down inside, you know the answer. Hello, deep down inside, you know the answer. Because we're going to be graded, not just how much, I'm a hard worker. That's great, but how's your attitude? 
Don't get me wrong. You can have a nice attitude and be lazy. You're wrong too. My God, I have a great attitude. You lazy. That's why you have a good attitude. You ain't doing anything. It's easy for you to say, come on, somebody. It's easy for you to say when you just sit home playing video games. When somebody out there's work, come on. Or somebody out, come on. Let's just be honest. We're going to just, let's just get it all out so we can, hey, pass the test. We are in midterms. How have we been doing since January 1st? And some of us are saying, mm, maybe A for effort and O for citizenship. My attitude is maybe a S minus. Or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we failed. Someone say, think Jesus. He's saying, okay, get up and take the test again. Don't pout. Don't shout. Don't be angry. But take the test again. We are talking about going into what? The promised land. Some of the promised land. Come on. Promised land. The land of promotion. The land of prosperity. The land of blessing, the land of hope, the land of joy, the land of family. Come on. How many people want all that? Because when the older you get, you know what the attitude is? I just want to be happy. Anybody? You don't care about this and that. You know, you, I mean, yeah, you know, good stuff, whatever. At that point, when you're getting older, that's, you know what I'm talking about, older people. You're not really interested in a lot of things you thought you were interested in. You're not, you're not interested in being world famous anymore or, you know, having this or, you know, buying that. I mean, cool, whatever, if it comes, whatever. At this point, you just want to be happy. You want to be blessed. You, come on. You want to live the rest of your life. Why? Because they say it's downhill, Right? If I'm going to go downhill, I'm gonna, I, want to go in, I want to go in style laughing. I don't want to be afraid. Ain't nothing worse than people being afraid. Oh, what am I going to do? And how am I going to live? And what am I going to do? Da, 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 da. What happens if this happens? What happens if that? What happens? What happens? Listen, we don't care what happens. We have to pass the test. And let me tell you something about this test. Real quick, I'm going to give you an answer. The, the, something really smart and help you out. We'll give you some wisdom. You can't cheat. Your neighbor's answer is different than your answer. Cain, guess what? Cain had a different answer, but his answer was wrong. So if you, can you imagine Abel would have cheated and said, what is Abel getting? Right? Have you ever did that? One time I cheated, and guess what? I had them all wrong. I didn't know this. there was like five different tests inside there. <clears throat> and then my friend would help me. Oh, you're done so soon. You know, listen, I can tell you something right now. You can fool some of the people some of the time. You fool God none of the time. You can show up. You can smile. You can, you know, you can dress the part. <laughs> you can even, you know, here's some money. Uh, da, 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 da. But guess what? God knows your heart. And he knows the answer. And there's a way that seems right to man, but it ends in what? In other words, let me tell you something. God doesn't need our opinion. I'm going to say it again. God doesn't need your opinion. He already knows the answer. And he's given us the answer. Someone say he's given us the answer. 
So if he's given us the answer, the answer is in the book. It's in here. If you want to be successful, if you want to prosper, if you want your marriage to be blessed, let me tell you something. You can be the smartest man in the world like Solomon and be the dumbest person. Somebody with that much wisdom and that much money who lived a miserable life is not a person, I mean, is an awful life to live. Because that's all we used to say is, man, if I had a million dollars, my life would be different. Yes, it would be different, but guess what? If you're not going to use this, you're still going to be dumb. If you're not going to use this, you're going to lose that money. Wisdom and this will back each other up. And this is where God has placed the answer. He has placed it in your hearts already. Because guess what? You don't need those little, you know, oh, my conscience, you know, the, the, you know, the, the angel on one side. The, listen, listen, let me explain to you something. Don't, don't, sometimes even the angel comes in the form of a light. You missed that. Well, I thought it was from the Lord because it was an angel. Well, so did Joseph Smith. I thought it was from God because I heard from him. You know, let me, tell you something. let me tell you something about hearing from God. God will never speak to you in an audible voice and not back it up in his scriptures. If he told you the answer is A, it's going to be right there inside the scripture. The answer is A. Because he's not going to contradict his word. He esteems his word higher than his name. He is the word. So if you really want to know the answer to your problems, it's called Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. Every, next time you say, hey, should I buy this? Ask Jesus. Hey, should I treat my wife like this? Ask Jesus. Hey, should I not show up to work? Ask Jesus. And let me tell you, if you ask Jesus, he will give you the right answer. Someone say, we're going into the promised land. Well, before we go into the promised land, we got to remember where we came from. We talked about Egypt. After all, we're taking midterms. Raise your hand if you got an A so far. Raise your hand if you got at least C plus for effort. I mean, S plus for effort. We're making effort. What about citizenship? Well, the way your faces look, it don't look like you got. But let me tell you something. I'll say it again. When it's not right, it's wrong. And if you do what's wrong, make it right. I don't care, you know, if they, people, you know, if you did something wrong to somebody, apologize. Ask for forgiveness. If they don't want to receive it, at least you're in the right Standing with God. If they say, I'll never forgive you, and you're a jerk, and get away from me, and don't ever talk. Well, whatever. But at least you are in the right standing with God. If you do right, will you not be accepted? And see, the problem with Cain, guess what? Let me tell you something. Cain said he was depending on his own his intellect. He says, well, God's going to be satisfied with this. But let me tell you something. The only thing that God's going to be satisfied with you is his own son's blood. The only way we're going to please God is through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you have Jesus, 
You are in the right standing with God. He makes us righteous. The Bible says if you confess your sin, hello, I made a mistake, I failed. He says he is faithful and just to forgive you for your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and make you back in the right standing with God. This is a test. And how many people are tested every day? You're tested at work. You're tested at school. You're tested at the men's home. Men's home, they'll probably never go through tests. They probably all walk in like this and put their stuff away and eat their food and draw away to the Lord and sing songs, you know, and rock like this at nighttime before they go to bed. Never complain about the good food that they get or about the hard work they do. Why should they? They're just floating in the air. Marriages never get tested. Having children, you, the children never test us. Bosses never test us, coworkers. Never. That never happens, right? What if I'd said that God put us in this test? Oh, God will never tempt us, and God can never do this, and God can never do. What if I told you that God is putting us through this test? Someone's phone's ringing. Tell them you're not here. I want Jen to real quick come up here. I want you to read these scriptures because we're going to close pretty soon. And I'll take about an hour to read them. She can take like five minutes. Deuteronomy. Chapter 8. We're going to begin with verse 1. Before she reads this, please pay attention with the scripture because I'm only going to Elaborate just a little bit, and then we're going to close. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to go to hunger, and, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dip, dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, 
and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which you, which fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land were, were there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. The interesting thing is, it sounds like our country today. This is a great nation. I said this is a great nation. This nation gave us the freedom of worship. Amen? This nation knew the right answer. But because of many opinions and many swaying how to think, it's caused our nation to perish. This is a test. The Bible says if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, seek his face, and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven and heal our land. If you want to change a nation, it's not going to take a president. Amen? I said amen. I don't care if it's that president or that president. We're still in a messed up. You know why? We need Jesus to run our nation again. We need to pray for a mighty man of God who has an A for work ethic, an O for citizenship, and an O for effort. We need a man after God's heart. I said we need a man after God's heart. We don't need a Saul. We need a David. In fact, we need the son of David. But it starts, hello, it starts with your home first. If he's not king of your home, don't make him king of your nation. If he's not, listen, and I'll take it a step further. Maybe he's not even king of your home. Is he king of your home? Personal. Is he king of your heart? Because if he's not king of your heart, how are you going to vote or how are you going to believe in a God that you don't even believe in? How are you going to tell people to believe in something you don't believe in? 
This is a test. This is our midterm. And if you messed up, someone say, thank God for Jesus who paid for another test. So what God wants to do is to find out what's really in your heart. Because to be honest with you, if he promises a land of milk and honey and prosperity and good houses and all these things, let me tell you, my God, my God and your God never went back on his promise. If God said it, he'll do it. I said, if God said it, he'll do it. If if he told you that your son or your daughter is going to prosper and going to be blessed and is going to do these things, let me tell you, if he said it, it's going to take time, it's going to take work, it's going to take effort, it's going to take manna, it's going to take hard season, it's going to take dry season, it's going to take all these things to get to a place. But it's coming. We are going to that land. We are crossing over. We're going to face some giants. But after what we face in the wilderness, giants get out of the way. Hello. After what we faced already, you notice when you get older, you got this attitude like, man, after what I've been through, that's nothing. Anybody? After what all I've been through, man, goodness, that giant better get out of my way. If he's in the way of stopping me from getting mines, what else do I have to lose? And with all eyes closed and heads bowed. These are the tests that we must experience to receive the promise. Marriages are going to be tested. Finance are going to be tested. Jobs. Children. Even church. And the enemy will always try to tell you, quit. Quit being a father. Quit being a husband. Quit at work. Quit your church. Quit. 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 Let me tell you something. You're not here for man. You're not here because a man brought you here. You're, no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him to himself. The only reason why you're sitting where you're sitting is because God brought you here this morning to put you through a test to see what you're made of. And the interesting thing is this. When I first seen Jennifer at work, I got, my God, she's beautiful. She's this, she's that, and, you know, all these things. And we got married. And we gone through a wilderness where the scorpions, the serpents, the dry seasons, the hard seasons, the abandonment seasons, the rejection seasons, the hurt seasons, the violated seasons, and all the seasons you can think of. And don't get me wrong. When I say she was beautiful, she was only 20-something years old and hard worker and beautiful and funny, like I said, and everything was cool, but my marriage now is 10 times better.
Because we were tested in the wilderness. We were tested when we didn't have anything. When we just ate top ramen and didn't have anything. And I discovered that the scripture to be true, now that I could eat a little better and drive a nice car and maybe do a little bit more, I realized, listen, all those material things mean zero compared to what my Jesus has done for my family. And if people were to ask me, what is your key to success? I just don't quit. Call it stubbornness, call it whatever. You know why I don't quit? Because Jesus never quit on me. And I never had somebody in my life that just stuck by my side forever. I never had it. I'm sorry, you know, I had people this and this and this. But there was a friend that stuck close to a brother. His name is Jesus Christ. He was there in the good seasons, the bad seasons, the hearts. When I was even serving God with all my heart, he was there. And when I walked away from the Lord and ate with pigs, he was there. He was faithful to me. And it was his kindness and his compassion to me that led me to repentance. Even when I said, Jesus, I want to die, and I don't want nothing to do with you, he says, I'm not going to let you die. I love you too much. I want you to live. And let me tell you something. Even though physically some of us are here, we have not experienced life. I want you to live. I want you to choose life. I want you to experience joy again. And this is why I'm so blessed to see these men who come from these places. And all of a sudden, they come from these places. And all of a sudden, you see smiles on their faces. You see tears in their eyes. You see emotion again. That's because they found their father. They found their friend. They found somebody that was laid down their life for them. They found Jesus. And so we're not going to have any altar calls. We're not going to have any, 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 just close your eyes and bow your heads. If anybody this morning just say, you know what? Jesus, I have a confession teacher, master teacher, the one with all the answers. I have a confession. I, 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 this mid-season, this mid-finals, this mid, uh, I, I don't think I'm going to ver- do very well. But, but, but Daddy... I know, I know you could do this for me. I want you to erase it and, and give me, let me try it again. Let me start from here. Let me start from right here. I would like to take the test over. And I want to finish. I want to have Christmas like I, I, with, with so much joy. I'm not going to let the enemy mess with me during the Christmas season and, and during Thanksgiving. And I'm not going to let him mess with I'm, I'm going to have so much joy all the way through the next season. I'm going to pass this test because I know what you require. You require blood. You require me. And with that said, if you would like to test, take the test over again, just stand from your chair. Just stand from your chair. I'd like to thank you, Jesus. I'd like to take the test over again. I'd like to try it over again. I, I, want, I want to make sure that I get it right. I know. Listen, you know, let me tell you something. Greatness is deep inside of you. Being a great father is deep inside of you. Being a good husband is deep inside. Being a hard worker, being prosperous, it's in you. Trust me, Jesus is in you and he wants to prosper you. He wants to take you to the land of milk and honey and prosper you and bless you and touch you and love you and show you that you can be great. You can be the father, David. Because I know you're a warrior. I know you're a worker. And David found it. He loved his family at the end. 
he realized the importance was leaving something to the next generation. So anybody to say, listen, I, I, I know it's Pastor Fell. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend. I'm, I know I need, I need to take it over. 